Hello, I am Josiah Stroop, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Jesus. Holy cow. Holy cow. I cannot say something more crazy or wild, or maybe I could, but we are at episode 10 now. Holy cow. That's all I'm thinking of right now is holy cows, but <laughs> this is this is great. This is so exciting for me at least, and just, I'm so grateful for everyone listening, and just so grateful for all the feedback so far, just knowing that my podcast is helping people so far for 10 episodes now, with their devotions, with their thoughts, just their own personal journeys in life, and just even reflecting on your own lives, and relating, it's just been so just such a blessing for me just to hear from each and every one of you giving feedback to me about this podcast and how much it's actually helping you. And truly, that means the world to me. And it means so much that God is using this podcast to speak to you through it. And that's just such a crazy, marvelous thing to even think and enjoy that people are enjoying this podcast. And I get to listen from you guys and that that means the world to me and i would continue to just encourage for those listening to give me more feedback um even ask me questions if there are questions that you want me to talk about in the next episode with my guest speaker or just even if it's just me i would love to go over questions and even study in scripture and be ready for the next episode to talk about these questions and just as i've said probably before we're all just walking in life, discovering who God is, and enjoying it. And that's really where my heart is today, is enjoying discovering God, but most importantly, enjoying life with Jesus. And for me, it's with a coffee. And for for today, I drank a black coffee before church. So today's Sunday for me. So before church, I drank a black coffee and then after I drank an iced vanilla latte. And now in my head, thinking about it, I totally switched that up. Never mind. I actually drank an iced vanilla latte before church and then a black coffee after. Either way, they were both just as good in either order. But I hope everyone is having their delicious coffee maybe while you're listening to my podcast if you're on a drive or if you're just hanging out at a coffee shop right now that's wonderful and that means a lot to me too because I am the same way but today I would love to focus on just enjoying life with Jesus and throughout scripture it just talks about so many blessings that even Jesus has done to the people around him and his love for the disciples and his love for people that he meets with heals releases demons out of and just even just the fact of him being with people after the resurrection and shout out to um, Gary Bittner today for having an amazing preach today at the River Center here in Lebanon um just even talking about how important it is in the gospel to recognize that the resurrection is such a fundamental and cornerstone belief as a Christian, that we walk in the newness of life 
through the resurrection. That's what gives us peace and mercy through the Father is understanding the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is one thing that sets us apart as Christians. And so shout out to Gary Bittner today just for preaching about that. Just an amazing word to walk in life in that understanding of who our God is. Not just Jesus, the one that died on the cross for our sins, but also resurrected and gave us a new hope in life to walk in life with this hope in Jesus, to trust in him. And that is the start of what gives us joy and understanding of peace and mercy through God. Well, yeah, a little, a little rant there, but <laughs> we're going to start off in um, Luke 10. Um, I've been going through Luke again after my fast, um, after reading all through Daniel. Now I'm in Luke. So I'm super excited to be finishing up the New Testament in Luke. I went through all of the other books, and I really encourage everyone, if you haven't dove into books like John, Romans, Ephesians, Corinthians, oh, I, I can pretty much every book in the New Testament is pretty unreal. I haven't dove into the Old Testament yet, but I'm really excited to soon after I read Luke I'll be in the Old Testament I'll be talking about that a lot in these future episodes but so far this Luke is my last one for the Old Testament so I'm very excited to jump into Old Testament books and go off from there but anyway today we're going to be looking at the story of Martha and Mary and Jesus's interaction in Luke chapter 10 so I'll just start by reading Luke chapter 10, verse 38, and this is ESV. So it says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So that's a little interesting. So here we have Martha, um, it says, who was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him, Jesus, and said, do you not care about my sister who has left me to serve alone? Like, here's me serving the house, and she's just sitting at your feet and not serving or helping me. I could get this a lot done. I could get a lot done faster if she was up here helping me. So, Jesus, do you want to tell her maybe to help me out here? <laughs> Is what I'm thinking. She's probably thinking in other words. But Jesus, um, surprisingly, says, um, right here in verse 41, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. So think about, let's think about that word in a second, necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And so like I've done before in other episodes, I have my cool ESV study Bible. And so it helps give kind of a translation of some of these verses and understanding of what certain verses mean, in other words. And um, here, 
my thought was to really dive into verse 48 or 42, um, talking about what it means to be choosing the good portion, which will not be taken away. And for this instance, it's Martha or Mary. So here in my Bible, um, it says here, when it talks about Mary choosing the good portion, it says it echoes Old Testament passages where close fellowship with the Lord is one's portion in life. And so if you want, um, it refers to verses in Psalm 16.5, Psalms 73.26, and Psalms 142, verse 5. And you know what? I think I might just dive into one of those. So let's do Psalm 73, verse 25, 26, my bad. So let's go to Psalm 73. I'm sure you can hear all the pages turning in my mic. Psalm 73, verse 26. All right, so Psalm 73, verse 26. So it says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And so I haven't read this beforehand, but let me see. Yes, okay. So there is a translation like i said before what my bible does below so let's read so uh, there's one that's for 73 21 through 28 so it says even when the singer harbor harbored his bitter thoughts god still has a firm hold on him i am continually with you you hold my right hand so in that verse it says during the singer's earthly life where it says you guide me with your counsel that is, with instruction from God's word, and afterward, that is, after the singer dies, you will receive me to glory. Thus, the godly can be satisfied because God is the strength of their heart and their forever portion. So there's kind of a deeper understanding where it was written in the Psalms and now said by Jesus where the forever portion is going to God is trusting and seeing God purely as our full strength and where our heart lies. So here in Luke, we understand that Mary, her heart is truly before Jesus. And even when I was in Israel thinking about um, even this passage, I remember the the instructor or the tour guide we were with was so knowledgeable about scripture. And he talked about this passage and he talked about Mary going to Jesus's feet. And what that symbolizes even in that time was showing that she was putting herself before someone. When you put, when you sit or kneel before someone's feet, you're declaring that that person is their teacher or their mentor, someone they commit to following as their leader. And so Mary is truly dedicating in this moment her life, her all, showing that her heart is for Jesus alone. Her strength 
is for Jesus. Jesus is the one that's going to be guiding her. And her sitting at Jesus' feet symbolizes just her dedicating that my life is truly yours. My faith, my trust, in whatever circumstance that I go through, I am sitting here at your feet, ready to learn and speaking to you, but also mostly listening for guidance. And so that being said, where it says, Mary has chosen the good portion. Mary has chosen Jesus to be the strength and the heart of her life, which is what an amazing love story, honestly, from Mary to Jesus. And Jesus saying, really clarifying to Martha, like she has done this. She has chosen the good portion, that there's really no other good portion other than Jesus. And showing that it will never be taken away from her, which is also an amazing thing, that when you dedicate your life, when you dedicate your strength and your heart to Jesus, there's nothing that can take that away. There's nothing that could push that dedication, that faith away from Jesus. Jesus is not going to let that fall out of his grasp. That when he sees you dedicating your life to him, he's not going to say, oh, thank you. Okay, I'm going to look over here. Like, for me, I'm thinking about like a president and his votes. Like, he goes to Mississippi, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and he's going to all these different places to bring people together and say, oh, come vote for me. Here's what I stand for. Um, to me, in my mind, I don't think a president is thinking when he's going to different states, oh, I'm still thinking about Mississippi right now. Oh, I'm, my heart is still for those specific people, that one person that waved at me in the crowd in Mississippi or that one person in Ohio that waved to me and smiled. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking about them still, but I'm here in Oregon trying to get these votes, but I'm still thinking about those people. I don't think that's even possible. Like our minds cannot fathom all these different people. But here's the power of God that he is constantly thinking about each and every one of us, seeing our dedication, seeing us go before God, going to Jesus first and foremost in our lives. And he says, that's not going to be taken away. Like, yes, there is going to be opposition in this world. Yes, there's going to be people that are, might make fun of you when you are troubled and somebody says, what are you going to do now? You just lost your job. You lost your house. You, you just got out of a relationship. Are you angry? What are you going to do about, let's go drink, let's go do this? Instead, sometimes even the hard choice is to say, no, I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to go to Jesus first. I'm going to see what he thinks. And some people could be weirded out by that. But even in my experience this week, um, dealing with opposition or even frustrations in life where things just don't go our way, when you go to Jesus first, even from my experience, there's no regret about that. There's no misunderstanding of like, oh, Jesus didn't really come through this time. I didn't really feel like he was hearing me today. Jesus is saying here in this verse that when we choose him as the good portion, when we choose him to be our strength in life, that can't ever be taken away from us that relationship is always going to be there, which is something to live life joyfully and fondly about just how much Jesus wants us to do that. 
that he's saying that we should choose God. And which brings me back to what I was saying in verse 42. It says, but one thing is necessary. He doesn't say, but one thing is eh, sometimes pretty good. One thing is it works every once in a while, this method. No, it says one thing is necessary that Mary has chosen the good portion. It is necessary to live life that through struggles, through joyful times, through sad times, to go to God in those moments, to go to God first. And sometimes for me, even, it was kind of hard at first when I first became a Christian to understand that. Like I knew it was there. I knew there is this relationship we have with God, but it's also part of the Christian life is being obedient to what God's calling us to do. And here it's saying, go to Jesus first. Don't freak out. Don't lose your mind over this one thing. Don't be in the car shouting at the other guy in the car next to you because he just flipped you off (laughs) or did something crazy or threw a pie at your car. Could you imagine if that happened in like a traffic jam? Somebody threw a pie at your car. I would freak out. But, (laughs) but as Christians, we're called to first go to Jesus and say, dude, look at this guy. He just threw a pie at my car. I want to freak out. I want to get out. I want to find some other object or food item and throw it back. But I know you've called me to be patient, to just relax and go to you first and see what you have to think about this. Maybe the guy's having a bad day. I don't know. But I think that's something to enjoy life with is understanding that even for me personally, when I go to God first, I do have that sense of peace and that mercy from Jesus to just understand that he wants us to be close, that he sees it as a necessity for us to go to Jesus first, and he loves it. He sees it as this is the good portion. There's no other good portion in life but to go to Jesus first. Like maybe like even for a test, even for a test, I typically try now to pray first and then study. Like I don't want to build up anxiety before a hard test and even get frustrated before even after studying and be like, I feel like I don't have enough time right now to do everything. I don't feel like I'm going to be ready for this test. But I even feel like there's a peace for me personally, even to go to God first and say, God, I just need help right now. I need understanding. Um, Help me get through this. And I always feel more, more calm, more at peace, even closer to Jesus. And so I would just even encourage everyone listening now that to just try to, before something crazy happens in your life this week, um, or even when something amazing happens, I just celebrate with God first really quick. It doesn't have to be nuts and like, I'm going to get on my knees in front of everyone and just shout to God. I, For me, even, I just like, in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you, God, that I passed that test just now. Or thank you, God, that that I saw that person today. That was really cool. Or God, I just I need help right now, really quick. Like this is kind of crazy. What's going on? I need some help. 
But I think that's something to be joyful about is that we have a father, a best friend, and a teacher all in one wanting a connection with us, wanting to wanting us to be going to him first. And I think that's just the coolest thing that brings me much joy even. And so I just find so much peace knowing that God is not just a God that's just in the universe in the sky somewhere or just floating around but he's with us constantly he's always wanting us to be with him and even brings me to think about this other verse right now in Luke chapter 11 um, verse 9 and this is from Jesus and I might have read this already before but I think this is just such a cool affirmation just to continually think about even this week or tomorrow or even right now what Jesus says. And so here in verse 9 of Luke 11, it says, And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Yikes, could you imagine? Or, if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him and that is pretty wild because at first when you're thinking about asking it will be given to you seek and you will find in my head at first I'm thinking I want to I want success I want help in like my school um, even for graduating I want help just like getting that good job for me to enjoy um, even just building relationships around me. I want just my future to be filled with Jesus just blessing me. And he's asking me right now to just receive. But first I have to seek after. I have to go to him first. And he likes that. He wants us to ask. And he wants to give to us. So here we are asking. But then it goes down later on in these verses. And it says how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And, wow. Like, that's, to me, even thinking about, like, supernatural, amazing things. And even this week, um, I had a bunch of prophetic words the week before that during my fasting that I typed out and gave out on Monday and throughout the week and I've been getting feedback on these prophetic words and every single one just keeps blowing my mind and just making me so so happy and so blessed and it just blows my mind it's so crazy because I'm just really I'm just the messenger (laughs) I'm just the I'm just the paper boy like God is giving me, like, during the fasting week, I've just had a desire to have, to have prophetic words, 
to give out to people just to bless them with God's God's voice, God's voice in their life. And I just, stuff like that, making, seeing God impact people's lives just makes me so, so happy. And it's a different feeling just seeing God do amazing things in people's lives. And I really encourage you guys just to bless those around you and pray for those around you. Just watch them, watch them be blessed. Pray for someone and specifically and watch them be blessed this week. Think about that. That I think that would be so cool. It's such an amazing thing to watch God bless people. But anyway, getting these feedback from these prophetic words that I gave out from God, and they come up to me, these people, and they're like, how did you know about that one time? How did you know about this place? How did you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was literally drinking a coffee, and I wanted a prophetic word. Your name came up, and I just started writing. I started <laughs> writing down what I felt God was telling me, and I'm like, man, that's such an affirmation of just asking and receiving and even through the Holy Spirit, like that, this is life. This is just what we live in now, like as Christians. And I can only, it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard to think about living life outside of being a Christian for me. And it makes me sad too. And I guess the transition between understanding there's so much joy in life through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, that we're just able to just be messengers of Christ, be kingdom builders by just looking to Jesus and understanding his word. And there's this transition of understanding that those who are not with Jesus, that they don't have that. And it's sad. It's sad to see those around you that don't know who Jesus is, that don't have the Holy Spirit in their lives helping them guide helping like just having a guide in life and it's sometimes sad but we're called to comfort and to shed that light to those around us who don't know jesus and i think that's the biggest blessing to be a witness about like part of to just be part of somebody's journey of seeing jesus for the first time that's that's pretty incredible because that just opens a new door towards a whole different life and just being a Christian today is just like, oh, just thinking about what God's going to do in someone's life when they first receive Jesus. It's like, oh boy, you're, you're just getting started and I am so excited for you. And so even now I just feel like a good transition point for right now is just understanding that there's so much life and joy and love seeing the father seeing jesus and what he's done on the cross and his resurrection that gives us so much hope and peace and joy that we need to share that that people need to know the difference between life with and without jesus that it's not just some little thing it's not just some little aspect of our life, a little hobby that we do every Sunday. No, this is like an every single day, every single second thing. This is something that changes the whole dynamic of life. 
that we don't need to be stressed. We don't have to be worried and just let it suck in and just drive our lives anymore. I remember even for me personally, even after I was a Christian, when I just wasn't walking life as a Christian, I wasn't walking the faith, I wasn't believing in God, I wasn't trusting in Him, I wasn't giving God my life, seeing Him as my strength, my heart. At that point, I wasn't seeing Him as my good portion. I was seeing alcohol and drugs and other stuff in the past, and I was just letting the emotions just guide me. And it was not healthy. It was not giving me life. I did not have peace or grace. I did not understand any of it. But finally, when I felt God just reach down and grab me and just even show me what grace is for the first time, that's when I understood what it meant to trust in God and just say, you know what? Nothing else in this world is working. I need something more than that. And Jesus is it. Truly, he is the only good portion in life. He is the one that's going to bring life to us, peace and joy. And for me, my testimony is that's a fact. (laughs) That's given me life and joy. That I do struggle sometimes with things that come my way. And sometimes it's scary. And sometimes I forget. Maybe I should have went to Jesus first. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to him eventually. And I still just am being reminded every day how amazing and what an impact it is to first go to Jesus first and how much has saved me from losing these emotions and saying the wrong things. Instead, I'm going to Jesus and I'm telling him, I'm being honest with him about what's going on. And he is coming through every single time, giving me peace, giving me understanding. And that's truly just from asking. And that's, it's not rocket science. And truly, truly, as it says in the Bible so many times from Jesus, truly, truly, me, Josiah, is saying to you that if you're struggling even right now, if you don't know who this Jesus guy is, I say, go Let's find out. Let's find out together. Let's let's understand who Jesus is. And let's walk in life knowing that Jesus is calling us right now to be with him. Calling us to see him as our good portion. That there's so much more to life than just living life with a five-day-a-week job. And just getting married. And just getting old that there's so much more to this, that our life on earth is actually not that long compared to our life in heaven when we trust and find our heart with Jesus and what he's done, when we understand the gospel and what he died for and what he resurrected for. And if you don't know Jesus, that's it. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We are sinners, and he is our redemption He is the perfect sacrifice that died on the cross to save us from going to hell and now gifting us eternal life. It's a free gift by grace. That's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's the mercy that we walk in, the peace that we have. And now it's this newness of life. And even John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So whoever should believe in him 
shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. And for me, what I understand even this year is that we have everlasting true life, not just in heaven, but now on this earth by understanding what Jesus has done. And we get to walk in that with joy and peace and just share that with our brothers and sisters and even people we don't know how much Jesus loves everyone, that they're, oh, we just, I want everyone just to know and to have that because life without that, life without Jesus is is hard. And it's hard even as a Christian, but it gets easy when you understand how much Jesus wants to bless you and wants to gift you with his knowledge, his understanding of life and bring you peace. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I got for today. Um, this is the 10th episode. I feel like I should be <clears throat> blowing out candles or like shooting one of those poppers from like a birthday party. But instead, I'll probably just have another coffee. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. I still can't thank you enough. Um, I'll try to get a guest speaker for this next episode. I have some people in mind. So very excited for that already. But have a blessed week. Have a coffee on me. God bless.